Hello, and welcome back to When I Grow Up. Today I'm sitting here with the one and only Dave Kelly. That was the sound <laughs> of our audience yelling. Yeah. Thanks so much, Mr. Kelly, for joining me. I'm thrilled. Um, for those of you who don't know, Mr. Kelly has done it all. He is a host for his own talk show, Dave Kelly Live, mm -hmm. a playwright, mm -hmm. a former morning news anchor, mm -hmm. an author, Mm -hmm. An actor, yes. A former teacher, uh -huh. a father, yep. A local celebrity, huge. <laughs> and an overall wonderful person. Well, that part we'll have to see how this goes, right? Well, you might say, I don't know if I like him that much at the end. Well, <laughs> okay. So, Mr. Kelly, mm -hmm. we have a lot of things to talk about. Yes. We so, do. why don't we get started? Um, let's start from the very beginning. You were born in Ottawa, right? I was. And you moved to Calgary at the age of nine. Yeah. Well, you want to know a funny story? So in my family, there's 10 kids. Oh, Did wow. Did you know that? I know. That's so, crazy. How about this? The first six were all boys, Ken, Dave, Phil, Gord, Grant, Rob. Then okay. mom and dad and moved all of us to Edmonton where okay. they had four girls, Julie, oh, Teresa, wow. and Joe. That's crazy. crazy. That's so cool. I know. It's crazy. Ten. I had, so in my house, I always slept in a bunk bed because it yeah. was packed and there was uh, it was like noisy all the time. Yeah, I bet. Mm. How do you think being in such a big family helped shape who you are today? Well, I was the number two of the ten. Yeah. So I think part of it was, uh, so Ken, my older brother, he was the guy that did everything. Where are you? You number one, number two, number number one. See, so you're like serious. You get things done, yeah. right? That was Ken. Me, not so much. So I was the one who made everybody laugh, and who would be the kind of the goofy guy. In the yeah, that was my job. It's fun to be that guy. I show it. Yeah. <laughs> you also produce everything with your brother. I do. Kelly Brother Productions. Mm -hmm. That's kind of amazing. Isn't it crazy? Yeah. And the, so Rob, who, I, who I'm in business with, mm -hmm. there's Ken, Dave, Phil, Gord, Grant, Rob. So me and Rob are five brothers apart. So oh, yeah. he's 10 years younger than me. Oh, wow. That's a big age split. So do you connect with Rob differently now that you work with him? Yes. What an interesting question. Yeah, I do because, because it's not just pals around the dinner table or pals that visit each other we have to make sure we're paying the bills and we have to make sure we're making money and all of yeah. that so yeah it changes it for sure mm -hmm. mr kelly this podcast is called when i grow up yeah it is to help kids like me figure out what we want to be when we grow up um right now you have a production company but yeah. let's go back to earlier in your life you actually have your bachelor's of education and were a teacher for a while i was I was a teacher for eight years. Oh, wow. That's a long time. I know. I taught uh, language arts and drama. Yeah. And uh, it was so, and I'm sure we'll talk a bit about it mm -hmm. later, but I do shows now. Yeah. But the great thing about being a teacher was you're up in front of a class every day, which means you learn, I learned pretty fast. If I'm boring as a teacher, they yeah. kill me. So, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like you have to. So I learned 
every day, this I had an audience every day as a teacher. I'm like, I have to keep them interested. So that was mm-hmm. a lot of the things I do now are things that I learned as a teacher about keeping an audience interested that I use as a performer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what made you decide that that was what you wanted to do? Teaching or performing? Yeah, teaching. teaching. Well, see, this is why I didn't have someone like you doing podcasts, and I wish I would have because um, I didn't know what else was out there. So I grew up like you do at school. So I saw teachers every day Mm -hmm. and then I went to high school and I saw teachers every day and then I went to university and I saw teachers every day. So I guess, I guess I'll be a teacher. Yeah, that's Um, true. So I didn't have a podcast like yours that I could go, Oh, look at all these other things I could do. So that's Mm -hmm. why you're doing a great thing because you're helping other people go, Hmm, there's lots else out there. Thank you. Did you ever have a favorite student? Uh, I liked anybody that laughed at my jokes. Oh, okay. <laughs> right? I'm like a dad who only when tells dad jokes and hopes that people laugh. So I think yeah. I like students that, I like students that had a sense of humor. Uh-huh. I think. Yeah. Do, do you like, do you like teachers that have a sense of humor that are funny? Yeah. Yeah. I think so too. So I think that was, for me, was fun to have somebody who... We got, we laughed at each other's yeah. jokes. Mm-hmm. That was an important thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you were a teacher for a while. Yep. But since you were a drama teacher, yep. is that what helped inspire you to start playwriting? I think so. Because um, you know how your drama teachers do, like they'll have the play for yeah. the Christmas pageant uh-huh. or whatever, all that stuff. So I used to do that. And sometimes we would do plays that other people had written, but I would find... It was more fun to have the kids work on their own and then I would write stuff and it just became a thing to do. So when I was teaching, I wrote stuff for our school and I think that sort of led me to doing other things. That's so cool. Yeah. What is it like writing a play and then seeing it come to life? It's so fun. You have to do it sometime. Okay, I'll try. Um, Well, although I bet it's a bit like what you feel when you think about a podcast and then you research a podcast, and then you get to do a podcast, yeah. and then you get to put it out there, and it's like, look what I made, right? Yeah. That's what uh, writing a play for me is a bit like that, where it's a lot of alone work, mm-hmm. but then when you do it and someone comes and sees it, it's so fun because yeah. you go, I remember sitting in by myself coming up with that line or thinking about that. And same yeah. for you. You can remember sitting there going, should I ask about this? Should I ask about that? But yeah. then you get to ask it and it's sort of fun yeah. to see it, isn't it? Mm-hmm. That's great. Um, so most people actually recognize you from your many years on breakfast television. Mm-hmm. How did you transition from teaching to drama to breakfast television? Such a fun life. Uh, And this is good for all of your listeners and for you to know you don't have to have the answer. When people say, what do you want to be? You don't need an answer because I started teaching. And then when I was teaching, I thought I was teaching drama. And I thought, I think I'd like to do drama, not just teach it. So I started taking classes at night to be an actor. And then when I was doing that, there was a, there was a TV show in Edmonton where I was at the time where I was teaching that was called Homework Hotline. And it was a terrible show. You would say, this is not a TV show, but what it was is we would do every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday night, you could watch it, turn on a station in Alberta and watch people do homework. 
Doesn't that sound crazy? But you yeah. did. Yeah. So if you had a language arts question, mm-hmm. you'd phone this number. 1-800-282-3993 was the language arts number. You you'd still phone remember that, that I know. number. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. And then you would uh, would be on TV. And if your question was good, they would say, okay, Ray, let, tell me your problem. And I would write it on a whiteboard on TV. But then anyone else who was doing their language arts homework could watch you and go, Oh, now I know how to do it. Yeah. It was a good idea, but it's totally dorky. Nobody would watch it now. Yeah, that's true. But when I was doing it, I got I went from, uh, so I was a teacher, and then I did a bit of TV, and then I moved to Toronto to be an actor, and I was a tap dancer and an actor and a dancer in musical theater. Oh, wow. And then a guy who was putting a new TV station together saw me as a language arts teacher on TV and then yeah. heard I was an actor and they said maybe he could be on our TV show and that's how I got oh, into TV. Oh yeah, that's so cool. Isn't that fun? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you left Breakfast Television and started a career yeah. where you interview very influential and inspiring people. Mm-hmm. How did you start doing that as a job? So again, this is for you to remember. If you follow what seems interesting, you never know. So I did breakfast television. When I was doing that morning show, I interviewed nine people a day. So you say, okay, nine people a day. But I did that for 12 years. So that means I interviewed around 30,000 people. Now, if you do anything a lot... And yeah. you work at getting better at it. When I when I always said, I want to get better every day, I'd say, I want to be better at how I do interviews. So that way, by the end of it, when people would say to me, hey, there's an important person coming to town. Can you interview them? Mm-hmm. I was like, I've done, I've done thousands of these. Yes, I can. Yeah. So that gave me enough practice to then transition into doing interviews of, I mean, sometimes big people would come on breakfast television. So I yeah. had lots of experience there. But then I just used, I was an actor, so I could combine acting and TV and TV work to do interviews in a, in a theater. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot of interviews a day. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. I know. You have, you have a lot of work to get one in a week. And yeah. Imagine doing nine right. of these every day. Did you have to write the interviews mm-hmm. every day? Mm-hmm. Oh, how yeah. long were they? They were like anywhere between three and eight minutes. Depending. Oh. So they wow. weren't like hour long yeah yeah they were um yeah but it was really i found it interesting and it was good practice for me because i was shy and i never liked like when people go to parties or things and i like to go meet people i wasn't good at it but then when i did the show i got good at it because i got better and better at talking because you had to talk to people Uh every day i know right Uh uh-huh When you're interviewing the same person over and over, mm-hmm. like Ellen DeGeneres, mm-hmm. is it challenging to keep it interesting? Well, the audience is different every time, but I'm very yeah. worried. I was, I'm always worried with her that she's going to be bored. Like she's like, oh, you asked me that. So I always change up. Like people, people want to know about Finding Nemo. Yeah. People, there's some stories everybody wants to know, right? They want to know about Finding Nemo. They want to know about when she came out and lost her job. They want to know yeah. about this new talk show. The one new, it's not that new, the one she's doing now. Mm-hmm. So they want to know those stories. So those yeah. stories are the same every time. But then I try to come up with different questions for her so that she goes, ah, I haven't heard that one before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is she really nice? Because <laughs> I'm a really big fan. She's great. You know what's interesting about Ellen DeGeneres? What? She's shy. She is? Yes. 
Really? And she's very quiet when she's not on on. Oh. Yeah. So when she'd be on the side of the stage, she would be super calm and quiet. And then oh. when she comes on stage, then she knows, okay, it's showtime. This is what I yeah. do. And she's fun. But off stage, she does not she's like she likes to be home hmm. she doesn't like to go she's not a go out to parties person yeah yeah oh yeah. i know i would never think of you know, it neither would i but she's super but i say that but you know what i've met a lot of people who are like that and i'm kind of that way when i'm working yeah great but it's like i would never go to a party on my own it's like yeah. oh, that seems like work having to talk to all these people yeah but, um so yeah, I, I think I'm like her. I so we wouldn't talk very much off camera. We would just be quiet. You oh, know, go on stage and then just go bananas. <laughs> yeah, and then not after. So I think huh. we're a little bit the same. But she's super friendly. She's funny, funny like you'd think. Yeah. like you want her to be uh -huh. right. And Portia's super sweet. And yeah. yeah, they're all just good people. Yeah. Yeah. You've recently interviewed President Barack Obama. Yeah. Tell me about that. He's skinny. Really? He's tall. You know how like he walks? He walked on stage and because of the, there was a bunch of traffic and there was a bunch of stuff. So I didn't even get to meet him until oh, yeah. he walked on stage. Oh, wow. Right? So I talked to his people and I said, here's what I think we're going to talk about. And he was ready for it. But when he walked out, he's like super cool. You know how he is? I'm like, yeah. It was so weird because... Like you, when you see somebody and then mm -hmm. suddenly it's them, yeah. like you see him on TV. And then when he walked out, I'm like, oh my gosh, that's him. He's right there. <laughs> yeah. It was pretty funny. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I have a funny Barack Obama, uh, President Obama interview story if you want it. But if you want to oh, keep, sure. you want to hear a funny Tell story? All yeah. right. So those of you listening with headphones on, you can't see us, but pretend that you picture me. And, uh, and Ray sitting beside each other and Ray is to my right. Because this is how we were sitting yeah. when I was interviewing Obama. And I said to the people ahead of time, or his people said, it has to be finished at, I forget what time, 12 or 1 o'clock. I forget. Whatever time it was, it has yeah. to be finished. He's got another thing he's got to get to. So this whole thing has to be. So it's fine. I had, I had an hour and 10 minutes. Yeah. So then I talked to the tech people and I said, now make sure they put a clock over his shoulder so past you over here so yeah. that i could talk to him and then when he's answering to the audience i could look over here and see what time it was because i didn't want to yeah. tear at my own watch and feel rude mm -hmm. so no problem yeah we'll have that for you dave we'll have that for you so we walk out i sit down he sits down and i look over and the clock's not working and oh. then i'm like how am i gonna know what how am i what am i gonna and I like, they kept, you have to finish at And I'm like, I have no way. And I'm in the saddle dome. 15,000 people are there. And I'm looking around going, there's no clock here. So yeah. I had my watch on. So I thought I'm going to be stuck having to do one of those cheap look at my watches while mm -hmm. he's talking, which would have been terrible. Yeah. But then at one point he's answering a question and he's really using his hands. And I look down and I can see he's wearing a watch. Oh. And then he's then he leans on his arm and he's talking to the audience and talking to me. And I look and I go, okay, the big hand is on the six and the little <laughs> hand is on the... So the entire interview with me and President Barack Obama was timed by Barack Obama's watch. Oh, wow. <laughs> funny? Yeah. <laughs> that was so crazy. So that was my funny, uh, how do you run a, this, like this multi-million dollar situation yeah. all being run on his watch. Oh, yeah. So let's talk about Dave Kelly Live. Sure. 
you have a variety show as mm-hmm. well. Crazy, I know. <laughs> yeah. And in your variety show, you celebrate Calgary. Mm-hmm. Why was that so important to you? Because, well, when we started the show, there was a there was a downturn in the Calgary economy. So a lot of people are sort of grumpy about Calgary and oh. the oil prices. And, oh, yeah. and so we thought we need to remember how great the city is. And I think, I feel like I'm not at LM DeGeneres' level, obviously, at all. But she's a positive person, right? She doesn't make fun of people. She doesn't embarrass people. She says, let's be celebrate how great we all are. And that's kind of what yeah. I like to do in this show is to say, we have a great city and we have great people in it. Let's celebrate those. Mm-hmm. How did all your other jobs benefit what you do today? Well, everything, like when people say, what do you want to be when you grow up? Yeah. And you're like, uh, doctor, I don't know, something. Yeah. The trick for me was I just kept saying, what's interesting? So when I was a teacher, I was terrible at grading. I wasn't very good at lesson plans, but I was really good at saying, I like to make this interesting. Yeah. So then I left teaching because maybe I need to be an actor. And I learned how to tap dance and I learned how to sing and I learned how to play all these instruments so I could do that. And then when I started to do that, I realized there's better dancers out there and there's better singers out there. But I still like talking to people. And then the TV job came up. Yeah. So then I was like, well, I learned how to perform as a teacher. I learned how to dance and do big shows as an actor. Now I'm going to go try TV. And then at a TV, I realized, well, that's better than theater was, which was better than teaching was. And yeah. I just always sort of kept working at being good at whatever I was doing and then saying, what might the next interesting thing be? Mm-hmm. So a lot of people will say, well, I want to be a lawyer, so I went to law school, or I wanted to be a doctor, so I went to medical school. But yeah. I just said, I want to do the next interesting thing, but I want to be really good at it. And that yeah. sort of led to how I, so now that I get to do Dave Kelly Live and interview uh, uh, influential people, everything from the time I started working till now is all part of it. Yeah. If you could have gone straight to Dave Kelly Live, yeah, would you have? Oh, that's a good one. Um, I don't know that I could have done Dave Kelly Live without that other experience. Maybe I would have. It might have been like I wish I would have tried stuff like this younger. But yeah. I'm also aware that I'm better at it because I went through everything else I did. Yeah. Hmm. Um, what is your favorite thing about Dave Kelly Live? Writing it. It's fun for me. I still, I think at heart I'm a writer. Yeah. So it's fun for me, maybe like you doing this. I don't know what part you like, but I know for me what part I like is I like in being in my office and I think, what if I tell a story about, or what if we interview this person or what if we do this video and put it in the show? And then yeah. when I do the show, it's fun to go, ah, I remember thinking about this when I was, and it <laughs> yeah. works, especially if it works. If it doesn't work, mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, bad idea. But uh, yeah. if it works, it's really fun to have thought of it, to have written it down, and then see it happen. Yeah. Yeah. Is that how you feel about this podcast? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. It's pretty fun. Uh-huh, yeah. It's really fun. Um, who is one person you're hoping to get on the show in the next five years? Dave On Dave Kelly Live? Yeah. Probably you, first of Me? all, right? Because you're <laughs> going to come on by then. You'll be like in four years, you'll be this world famous international podcasting I star. <laughs> and then I'll be like, I knew her. Um, 
Well, maybe though, you don't know. I would love to find, there's no like, you know, what I like to get, I don't know, pick a panic at the disco or something. I don't know. Like, I don't know if there's anybody that would, I like people who have good stories to tell. Yeah. So I'm not too worried. Like if Alan DeGeneres showed up on the show, how fun would that be? That would be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So that would be fun. But yeah, I'm not too worried. I think anyway, um, yeah, I, I'm, I just love people who are passionate about what they're doing. And I, I don't know who that would have to be, but anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what is some advice you can give to interviewers like me? Wow. Um, the most important thing, I think there's two things. And it's the same advice I give anybody about anything. One is to do it as much as you can. Yeah. Because there's no, there's nothing like practice. So you just got to say, I'm going to do this every day or every week or every whatever, as much as I can, Mm -hmm. because you'll get better just by doing that. Yeah. But then the other thing is ask, what does great look like? So when you do one of these, then you say, okay, listen to it and go, okay, what is great? What do I want to do better next time? Who out there can coach me? How do I be great? Because I think those are two things. Do it a lot and then try to be great. And trying to be great is so important and it's important to find people to help you. Yes. Yeah. For sure. Um, Do you like getting feedback from other people? Huh? Do you have any? Yeah, I get feedback from my mom. No. (laughs) Your mom seems like a feedbacker. Yeah. I don't really have a choice if she gives me feedback or not. (laughs) Because if you want food, you got to take the feedback. Yeah. But yeah, I do. I like it... uh, I appreciate it and this is what you're going to learn as you grow into this job or wherever you go. You want feedback and then at a certain point you also have to say, this is what I'm doing. So your mom can say, you should think about or you said whatever too much or however that is. Yeah. And that's true or maybe true. Yeah. Then at a certain point you have to say, helpful and I'm going to do what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. So that's the dance is I love feedback, especially from people who know, right? Like yeah. if you get a podcaster tell you, here's some feedback, why not? I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who do you usually get your feedback from? My brother often does. Yeah. And well, it's kind of interesting because I do a live show. Yeah. So there's an audience there. And the great thing about an audience is it's instant feedback because either they're clapping and laughing or they're not. And if they aren't, and I thought sometimes I'll write a joke and I think this is so funny and then I'll do it and no one laughs and I'll go, uh, huh, I guess it's not that yeah. funny. So sometimes that's the feedback is uh, I can get it right there. But then I also know people who are great theater directors who I oh, ask them yeah. to come to the show. There's voice people I ask to come and say, how does it sound? There is uh, dance people all come and say, how does our stage look? So yeah. I use a lot of people to help me be great. Yeah. Yeah. So, Mr. Kelly. You this... can call me Dave at this point. I think we should say, uh... now we're pals. If you want to go, Mr. Kelly, you can, but you don't have to. Well, one of my other podcast interviews, actually, his name was Dave. Well, then forget that. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mr. Kelly. Yes. This podcast is called When I Grow Up. And as I said before, it is to help kids like me figure out what we want to be when we grow up. Mm-hmm. My last question for you before the Mad Minute is, have you figured out what you want to be when you grow up? No. but what? I haven't. But uh, 
I think I, I kind of, I mean, I was trying to think about my kids, but I think it's more important to figure out what you want to do next than worry too much about what do you want to do when you grow up. Now, if you say, I want to sit in my house and eat salt and vinegar chips and play video games all day. Well, the problem with that is it's pretty hard to get good at that, right? Yeah. So it's, there's not a lot of future there. But I've always said, you don't need to know. And when people ask you, well, do you know what you're going to do? Where, where are you going to be? What do you want to be? I always say, you don't need to know. You just need to know that you want to be good at something. And you figure out what that is. And then you do it. And you go, I'm going to do the next thing. So I still don't know what I want to be in 10 years. I've never known. I've never had a five-year plan or a 10-year plan. I've always just sort yeah. of said, oh, this seems interesting. Mm. So that's kind of what I do. So no, I don't know. I like being good at stuff. And I like talking to people. Yeah. And I like writing. So that's, yeah. that's what it's going to be. Mm-hmm. More of that. So, What's this next round called? The Mad Minute. Whoa! Do I need to do stretches or anything? I don't think it's needed. Okay, good. So all my podcasts end with a Mad Minute. I'll ask you a couple questions and you just have to blurt out whatever comes to mind. Potato. Uh, the oh. question hasn't come okay, yet, okay, but okay. Oh. just like that. <laughs> um, this time it's Canadian edition, though, Uh-oh. so the questions are going to be a little different. Okay, I'm ready. Are you now? I should ask before you get to this in the, your podcast. Do you know what you want to do? No. Good. Yeah. Good for you. And what grade are you in? Seven. Seven. You have so much time. When you're 57, you can <laughs> still be figuring it out. So good okay. on you. And this podcast is a great start. Okay. Yeah. Mad Minute Canadian? Canadian edition. All right, go. Okay. What do you usually order from Tim Hortons? Oh, I usually get, even though they're not very healthy and they're 406 calories, I get a ice cap. Oh, yeah. Because they're delicious. Yeah. What's your favorite thing to do in your free time? Hang out with my kids, Johnny and Tess. They're great kids. Yeah. What's your favorite show or musical you have been in? That I've been in? Oh, well, Dave Kelly Live is an amazing show. Yeah. Uh, I was also in a big tap dancey uh, musical called Crazy for You in Toronto that was really fun. Oh. Yeah. Did you go to Toronto just to film the musical? No, I went there. Yeah, I went there to be an actor. So I oh, moved there yeah. and I did a bunch of different shows and that was the big one that I got to do. Huh. Yeah. Mm, what's the best interview you've ever done? Ooh, I don't know if I have a best interview. I mean, obviously, the Ellen uh, tour has been really fun. Yeah. And the Barack Obama has, was really fun. Um, so those are the, sort of the bigger ones. But I've also, Jan Arden is probably oh, yeah. the funniest interview I've ever done. Really? Yeah. So there's a lot of people. Yes. Mm. Um, what's your favorite holiday? Huh. I think summer. <laughs> Like summer holidays are fun and Christmas is fun too. If you're a Christmas person, I like Christmas because it's all, the kids get all excited about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, What's your favorite Canadian brand? Um, Wow. I don't know if I have a favorite Canadian brand. I love Rosso Coffee. I don't know if you've ever heard of them, but they're amazing and they're out of Calgary. Really? Oh. Fine coffee. (laughs) What's your favorite Canadian place you've traveled to? Ah. Ah, wow. I have 
been to Taktoyaktak and I've been to Whitehorse and oh. I've been to Yellowknife and I've been to everywhere across the regular sort of parts of Canada. I think uh, as far as interesting, uh, Yellowknife is pretty, it just is so different. It feels so different than anywhere else. Yeah. yeah. What's the scenery like there? It's rocks. And someone's being murdered in the background. No, of your they're not. Is that what's going on? No, I oh. think they're just. People are doing stuff. Yeah. But a murder is more interesting, though. Um. You could say there was an interview, and in the middle of it, someone got murdered. <laughs> but that's not true. It, they, no, it's not. Everybody's fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Who's somebody in your life that's inspired you? Oh, there's so many people. So many. Um, well, how about this? I'll tell one story. So there's a guy named Ken Willers. Ken Willers, when I started teaching, you know how in school, uh, when you get a substitute teacher and people eat them alive or you get a first year teacher, yeah. you know that move? Mm -hmm. So when I was a first year teacher, I got eaten alive because I wasn't very good. But then... I met a guy named Ken Willers who taught me how to be a better teacher and that oh. made my life. And he was just another teacher there. So Ken has had a huge influence on me. What did he teach you? He taught me the first five minutes are the most important. The first 30 seconds are the most important part of teaching. So I would just sort of wait for everyone to come in and then I'd sort of try to get everyone to shut up. And, and he would be like, no, no, no. You have the desks where you want. You have the thing on the board that you want. And I'd tell everyone to come in quietly and you have nice music on. And he had this whole thing. And oh, now wow. when I do the first five minutes of Dave Kelly Live or the first five minutes of Ellen, I often think of the first five minutes I learned from a guy when I was a school teacher. Yeah. yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. If you could take one thing on a desert island, what would it be? Your podcast. My podcast right? on the desert island. I'd bring a little iPod, iPod <laughs> and I'd listen to it. Um, <laughs> if I can only bring one thing, I was going to say I'd bring my family, but I don't know if they'd appreciate that. Like, <laughs> Thanks, Dad. This is a desert island. <laughs> Maybe I would bring a, a, a guitar because then I could at least play the guitar. Because yeah. if I brought a CD or some music, I'd be stuck with that one. I'd get tired of it. But at least a guitar, I could try new stuff. I yeah. don't know. Maybe sunscreen. Maybe that's what I should do. <laughs> yeah, that might be helpful. <laughs> do you have any hidden talents? Uh, I can juggle. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. I used to be pretty good. And I can tap dance. I uh, yeah. I learned how to tap dance for Crazy For You, that show I was in a long time ago. So now and then yeah. I, and I have a really nice pair of tap shoes at home that everyone goes, what are these for? <laughs> Yeah, that's so cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, when did you feel like you had made it? I don't. You still don't? No, I don't. Um, really? No, I always feel like I have to keep working at it. Maybe because in my line of work, like I think if you're, a, I don't know, if you're a surgeon, you yeah. learn to be a surgeon. And then you, when you're doing surgery, you're like, okay, I'm doing surgery. This is what I was training to do. Whereas with me or my kind of work in sort of the entertainment-y, interview-y world, you're, you just have, like, there's no end, right? Like it, if, yeah. I, if I don't do a show next week, then it stops. So I'm always feeling like I got to, it's not so much making it as I just got to keep going and keep going. That's what I feel more than made it. I mean, it's, it is pretty fun to sit on stage and go, that's Barack Obama. Or to sit on stage and go, that's Ellen DeGeneres. 
Yeah. That's Jan Arden. Like those things are fun. Yeah. But I always feel like I don't ever feel like I've made it. Yeah. Yeah. If that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And last but not least, Mm -hmm. when you were 12. Oh, wait. No. Never mind. (laughs) When you were 13. Yes. What did you want to be when you grew up? I was, oh, that's such a good question. When I was 13, is that like grade seven-ish, right? Yeah. Like someone say like you? Yep. (laughs) When I was 13, I I think I would like, I played guitar then. I was just learning the guitar. So I think I wanted to be in a rock band. Oh, that's cool. So. You've been playing the guitar for a long time. I have, yeah. Wow. Yeah. It was fun. So, yeah, I think that's what I thought would be fun. I didn't yeah. get there. Do you but play, like, the electric guitar? I have or? one of everything. I have a classical really? guitar and a regular guitar and an electric guitar, yeah. Cool. Which mm-hmm. one's your favorite? Uh, the acoustic guitar is now. I did like yeah. the electric for a while because it was loud and obnoxious and fun. <laughs> yeah. But now that I'm so darned old, <laughs> I do more uh, acoustic uh, guitar. Yeah. Yeah. Um, thank you so much, Mr. Cully, for joining me and taking time out of your very busy schedule. Busy schedule. Yes, to talk with me about all these cool things. And to all our listeners, thanks so much for tuning in, and I hope this helped you decide what you want to be when you grow up.